Shots are now a requirement at music venues in the D.C. area. And no, not the alcoholic kind. I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Loris Vitalniak. When COVID infection numbers were lower, entertainment professionals moved full steam ahead, booking concerts and scheduling movie releases. Now that the Delta variant has created a surge in cases and deaths, local venues are largely requiring fans to show proof of vaccination or a recent negative COVID test. WTOP entertainment reporter and podcast favorite Jason Fraley joined us this week to talk about why the music world is mandating vaccines, where the movie industry stands amid the Delta variant surge, and how artists are surviving 20 months into this pandemic. As we saw cases surge earlier this summer, we saw DC venues start announcing that they're going to mandate vaccines or a negative test. And the question that pops into my mind is, why are DC venues really on the front line of this vaccine mandate push? There was a lot of debate about vaccine passports right when the vaccines were first being rolled out. And now we're seeing DC venues and just venues around the country enact that mandate policy first. Why is that? I mean, I think the music venues are on the front lines because they're pretty much the most crowded public gatherings that I can imagine. There's sports games and things like that. But I think music is the thing where you'd have these concerts where people are tailgating and drinking alcohol. Then you're getting in there standing shoulder to shoulder, especially if you have tickets down the general admission pit and you're mosh pitting around and you're spilling (laughs) beer on people and you're singing along, you know, maybe another event you're just watching or clapping or cheering occasionally if someone gets a hit at a baseball game or something. But music, to me, it's the ultimate super spreader event. So I think that's why you've seen a lot of concert venues really take the forefront and stage theaters as well. But I think mostly it's the music venues because that's to me, I think, where the virus would spread the most. Yeah, it's kind of the worst case scenario because it's indoors in some cases. People are close together for certainly more than 15 minutes and shedding virus all over the place. Yeah, exactly. The virus itself is doing a big stage dive out into the crowd and mosh oh, no. spreading from person to person. I guess outdoor venues would be a little better, but then you're still doing the tailgating thing and people, I think, let their guard down. Sun is baking on you and you're drinking and kind of forgetting the rules that you're supposed mm. to follow. And I really don't see people sitting in masks during a whole show. So it's tricky. Yeah. As far as the vaccine effort goes, never would I have imagined that, you know, music venues would be the main drive for some people to get the vaccine because they want to see their band. Whatever it takes to get them (laughs) to get them to do it. Yeah. And off of that, like, how has the response been from the arts community? Have there been boycotts or anything like that after the D.C. venues started to announce these vaccination requirements? For most of the artists and venue operators I've interviewed, they mostly seem on board with it. The backlash I've seen is from fans and concert goers. I feel like every time a different venue announces a new mandate, people take to social media. I mean, when Strathmore announced that they were going to require a vaccine or a negative test, Mm -hmm. someone responded to my tweet saying, well, there goes their business. Um, And I remember after (laughs) Live Nation announced it, someone on Facebook wrote, suppose folks can still choose how and where to spend their time and money, which is true. But the way I view it is, Most venues are saying you have a choice. Your rights aren't being violated. They're not saying you must get a vaccine. A lot of these places like the Birchmere, Strathmore are still saying you can get a negative test within 72 hours. So if there's a band you really Mm want to see, then just get a test and boom, you don't have to do it. Now, I know there are some that are stricter. I think IMP changed their language. Originally, they said we'll take a negative test if you what was it? Medical reasons, age limits, or religious beliefs. But I think they clamped down too. And they said that now you have to only have a vaccine. So I guess in some cases it's stricter, but most of the things I'm seeing, they give you the option. And as part of this new effort, because venues just, there's too much at stake. They can't take another huge hit. They can't take another 
nationwide, even citywide lockdown that closes their doors again. Yeah, exactly. I think on the one hand, they don't want to be on the hook. But on the other hand, perception wise and economic wise, they really can't afford, like you said, to have another huge shutdown. Last time we talked to you guys, it was U Street Music Hall closed for good. I think Blues Alley was on the brink of closing, but I think I've seen them still manage to stay open for now, at least a little virtual stuff and trying to survive it. But if we, for some reason, can't get a handle on the Delta variant or God forbid, any other coming variants, we could see more venues closed down. I think they're starting to be like, okay, we finally were giving the keys to the kingdom. So I think they're just trying to be extra cautious and say, look, the Delta variant's here. We thought we were reopening in the summer, but let's pump the brakes a little bit and we're going to have to be as strict as possible. Has there been any place that said you have to do either vaccination or a negative test in addition to masking? Or are people dropping the mask requirement altogether now that they're like, we're vaccinated, we're good? I'm pretty sure most of them say in the fine print masks are still required except for in designated areas while eating and drinking. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that even if you do get in the door by flashing your proof of vaccine or test, you still need to wear your mask. Honestly, if you want to be 100% safe, probably just avoid the mass gatherings. But I will push back. Yes, yes, there'll be breakthrough cases. But I think if these venues are requiring everybody to get vaccinated, I think the idea is that the percentage of breakthrough cases will be way lower compared to if they didn't require it. Shifting industries a little bit. Now looking to movie theaters. My favorite. A lot about- <laughs> I, we know, Jason. <laughs> and we talked about how streaming really was king. Theaters were kind of on the outs. Is that still going or are theaters mounting a comeback? Where does the industry stand? I don't think movie theaters are dead entirely. I think there'll always be a place for the theatrical experience once this is all over. And and a little now, you'll see movies like Free Guy. But then on the flip side, there was like In the Heights that people thought was going to do great or even the new Suicide Squad. But their box office numbers were really down because they released same date on HBO Max. I really do think there's no way to put the streaming gene back in the bottle. Like even me, I, I'm the biggest movie going fan ever. And I'm used to watching at home and getting screener links for movies and stuff like that before they even come out to do my reviews. So yeah, I think most of the population is getting used to this idea that you can watch it at home same day and date. Now that might change a little bit. I'm sure you guys read in the headlines, there was the lawsuit when Black Widow came out about whether that was a breach of contract. Shortly after that, Marvel pulled its newest one, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So now that one is only in theaters. Maybe we'll go back to the theater eventually, but it won't be in droves for a while. You mentioned Free Guy, which is also a Disney production. This Ryan Reynolds vehicle, they took a risk and they only played it in theaters. This is obviously not taking into consideration the quality of the movie, but given how well that did, do we think that's a gamble that paid off? I mean, beyond possibly getting sued by ScarJo, is there incentive now for them to just make it in theaters? I think if they want to have any chance of recouping the money that it took to make these big blockbuster temple movies, then they're going to have to have theater release because there's no way they can recoup the money if it's just Mm. streaming. But Free Guy, it's funny, Free Guy and we mentioned WandaVision last time. They're both these movies where there's like a simulated reality and Free Guy, it's like a video game, (laughs) right? And WandaVision, she creates this whole simulation to escape her harsh reality. I have no idea if that's just creative me trying to draw through lines if they're not really there. But I think it's interesting that some of the things that are succeeding are these movies and TV shows about us escaping it. But we shouldn't be going to theaters as audiences or critics sitting there thinking, was this movie 
worth risking dying or, or getting sick or whatever. You know, you should be right. comparing it against other films of its genre or is this Oscar worthy or whatever. But there is that thing in the back of your mind, like, okay, am I going to risk going to a screening for this or that? It'll be interesting to see how Candyman and Vacation Friends do. Candyman's in theaters and Vacation Friends is, I think, straight to Hulu. But that's a horror movie and a comedy, which are typically two genres that you would want to see in a theater with a big crowd, you know, screaming at the scary moments or laughing at the funny moments. And Hmm. those are two genres that we'd want to go out for, but I probably won't. I think I was a little closer to going back out before the Delta came, and now I'm going to hold it out for a little bit longer. This is a question that's been in the back of my head. The new James Bond movie, and also any other movie that has been held during this pandemic. You know, it's been 19, 20 months. Yeah, No Time to Die got pushed back a billion times. I had it on my calendar preparing to review it many different times because Dave Preston wants to do a big Bond week. Yeah, that's been bumped, what, to October now? And again, not holding my breath. I would imagine that it comes out. Who knows? But what, I guess Tenet was the only one that got out ahead of the curve and was like, no, we're going to do theaters no matter what. And it really didn't do all that well, critically or with mainstream audiences. So I think that scared a lot of people off and then they kept pushing it. But we're in this weird place now where we moved the goalposts so many times that finally in the summer when vaccines came out, I've been watching the cases religiously and they dropped. They were like down to 30 in Maryland or something like that. So I could see why things started opening up again and why studios started pegging actual movie releases. The Delta, I think, changed everything. People rushed to get back and release movies again. And then now they're like, oh, crap, (laughs) this isn't going away. Now what? I will say very prescient you bring up WandaVision because you know we were going to talk about WandaVision again. Not the show so much, but that moment where we were all kind of together culturally. Were there any shows, movies that had the same connective ability that WandaVision had? Because when we talked to you four months ago, WandaVision had taken a hold on us because it was something we were all experiencing together. It was something streamed so we could all do it from the safety of our homes, but it was coming out weekly. So we were tuning in like it was a televised production. We all were in it together. Has that happened since or have we had too many divergences in how we've experienced this pandemic to have that kind of moment again? This is one of my things that I mourn more than anything. And I think it started actually predating the pandemic. We have lost the big cultural touchstones that we all watch, at least on the movie side, like TV is where that's gone to. WandaVision is a good example. I don't feel like we have those water cooler things because it's so splintered between whether you have an Apple TV subscription or Hulu subscription or a Netflix subscription or whether you have Comcast. What we're watching is so splintered amongst all these different avenues that we kind of lose those rallying cries like Nomadland was a great work of art, but I don't know any mainstream people that really watched it. So like I wouldn't Mm. I couldn't even say that this year's best picture winner was something everyone could rally around, which, you know, back in the day, Titanic or Gladiator, Lord of the Rings, those were the best picture winners and the box office winners. Well, I mean, going back to Nomadland, talk about the exact opposite of the escapism you say we're craving like that. That hits a little too close to home. It's a great point. It was so on the nose of where we are in life and touched on the themes we're going through, but definitely not an escape. It was right in our face of the depression we're going through. So I really think it's more the TV avenue, something that maybe like a Ted Lasso that is sort of in the cultural zeitgeist now. At least my wife and I love watching Ted Lasso. But again, I know people that are hardcore consumers of media that 
say, ah, I've heard such good things, but I don't have Apple TV yet. And I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on Ted Lasso, despite not everyone having Apple TV. What makes it the now show? That's a show that a sports fan can love or a comedy fan can love or a rom-com fan can love. It's it's just a sweet show. But then also there's some really like cool character work. For instance, the owner of the soccer team, she's sort of like that character in Major League where the owner of the team was trying to get Cleveland to tank because she wanted them to lose so she could move the team. So it opens like that, but the owner has a full-fledged character arc where by the end she's not trying to tank the team and she's befriending Ted Lasso. And then Ted, there's just that earnest optimism that he has no matter how bleak or how much his team's down i feel like there's that earnest optimism that we all either need to have to get through this or want to have and maybe he's just like our beacon of (laughs) of hope through this and even that as good as it is and it's like my favorite comfort food show right now even that it's like you have to have apple tv so no i don't think there really is anything short of maybe the superhero stuff that really everyone has a, a rallying around And I'm also curious to hear about your conversations with artists locally. How have they been, you know, dealing with this second surge? What are their thoughts on vaccine mandates and whether and how that will affect their shows? Where are they at? Well, a lot of the musicians and stuff that I've talked to are just sort of charging straight ahead. Gosh, I feel like almost every day we talk to a different artist, musician or something that's coming to one of the venues. These shows were rescheduled a million times over the last year. And now I think it's to the point where they're like, whatever, screw it. We're just going to play and hope that the new mandates will mitigate any new threat. But a lot of them, I haven't seen anyone really pull back out again, except I will undercut myself because Garth Brooks did cancel his show in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to play up there. But most of the artists that I've interviewed are going ahead with their shows and hoping that the mandates will, will help. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the answer of itself, just to know that artists are steaming right ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm still laughing about the offspring, their drummer claiming he got kicked out because he refused to get the vaccine, which, again, is like kind of that exception that proves the rule. rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's uh, interesting. Great point bringing up the inter-band squabbles because, gosh, it's hard enough to have all family members get on the same page about whether to get vaccinated or not so you can see each other at the holidays, let alone every member of a band that say, we all need to do this. And you're seeing that with football teams, too. I think the Washington football team is one of the lowest vaccinated teams in the country. And some of their biggest stars are like, no, it's a personal choice. But yeah, inter-team, inter-band, inter-theater squabbles are a whole interesting side of this, too. The R-rated horror movie Candyman had a theater-exclusive opening this weekend after being delayed three times due to COVID-19. It received generally positive reviews from critics and, according to The Hollywood Reporter, its first weekend at the box office brought in just over $22 million. On Tuesday, Disney requested a lawsuit filed against it by Scarlett Johansson be handled out of the public eye. Johansson's compensation for the film Black Widow was largely tied to box office performance but COVID led Disney to release it simultaneously on Disney+. The lawsuit argues that the decision unfairly undercut the actress's earnings. As Jason referenced, the operator of several of DC's largest music venues changed course on vaccination requirements. IMP operates venues such as the 930 Club, Meriwether Post Pavilion, the Anthem, and the Lincoln Theater. Beginning October 17th, it will only accept proof of full vaccination status for entry to shows. Back on August 15th, the venues had been accepting either proof of vaccination or a negative test in the last 42 hours. And a big thank you to Jason Fraley. You can read his work at WTOP.com. 
and hear more from him on his interview show, Beyond the Fame, wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Laura Spidalniak. And me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world recovers.